The following event is a more Ace Audio production. Introducing first, from London, England, the team of Ace and Skillet. This is the Kickout. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Kickout. I go by the name of Skillet. I'm Mix. And we are here to talk about the weeks of wrestling events that's been happening in the world of wrestling. We have a big title match to discuss. But um, Mex, how are you first and foremost? Not too bad. Um, kind of disappointed that this kind of lull of wrestling is still going on. It's been about three weeks now hoping it gets better soon but um yeah other than that things are all right how about yourself yeah it's just, it's kind of you're right man like after wrestlemania you kind of you kind of don't get they don't really put you in the mood to keep talking about wrestling or excited to watch wrestling right now so yeah. uh, we did have an exciting episode of the kickout last week we had the uh, hall of famer jeff jarrett in the building which got a lot of love and a lot of buzz around the internet jeff jarrett will be showcasing his debut in his own podcast with uh the one and only conrad thompson on the 4th of may uh yeah. so look out for that it's called uh the world was it the world my according world. to jeff jarrett my world my with world. jeff jarrett yeah, yeah my world with jeff jarrett so big up jeff jarrett for always showing love uh to the kick out so yeah we have to show love back but uh max what has been going on because i haven't if i'm honest with you i haven't been catching up with raw i haven't really caught up with AEW much but i did watch the tna AEW bout uh, that took place uh, at the TNA pay-per-view rebellion. Uh, but let's, uh, can you give us a little b- rundown of what's been going on on, on on the world of wrestling? So I guess we can start from there. That was the, the big story from the weekend. Um, Kenny Omega versus Rich Swong. That was the title versus title match. Um, AEW World Championship on the line, Impact World Championship on the line. These two had a great match. In the end, Swan did lose, as a lot of us would have predicted. Kenny Omega is now the Impact World Champion, the AEW World Champion, and of course, the AAA World Champion. Um, the, the question is now, are we actually going to see him acknowledge being the Impact World Champion on AEW? Because AEW never built towards this match at all. It was never on their um, TV show that Kenny Omega was going for this. I think they might have put a quick vignette or something up the week before the match. But all the weeks since the match had been made, nothing towards it. We never saw Rich Swan on AEW. Mm. Um, begs the question, why, really? And then from here on out, are we going to see Kenny Omega actually walking around with the Impact World Championship? Are we going to see Rich Swan make an appearance on Dynamite to, you know, stake his claim back for that title? So, um pretty interesting stuff but um right now we just don't know how AEW are gonna deal with it as you know Kenny Omega has carried a lot of titles right now yeah it is you made a very good point there it's very strange because you know even to this build-up that we see on TNA to, to for this match 
between AEW versus TNA, Rich One versus Kenny Omega. You still see, you know, uh, Khan showing up in the TNA build-ups, you know, making at the press conference saying that he wants to take Rich One and make Rich One join AEW. And but it's weird when you're watching AEW, they don't mention. Do they even mention this match at all? They had like a like I say, a little promo package last week on Dynamite. Obviously, the Wednesday before the match on Sunday, and that was it. But this match has been announced since about mid-February. That's very strange. So I can only put it down to it being a TNT thing. Yeah, possibly. TNT have already kind of caused AEW heat with the fact that they debuted Sting in November without, you know, just literally debuting him, surprising him. And obviously, as wrestling fans, we love that kind of stuff. But they want more of announcements because they want it to spike ratings. Yeah. You don't have to say Sting's coming, but you have to say tune in because we're getting a big debut like they did with Christian. Yeah. Big, um, Paul, Paul White said that, you know, someone's going to be at the pay-per-view and that there's going to be a special entrant in the ladder match being Ethan Page. That's what they want. TNT don't want no surprises. And I can imagine maybe this is just TNT not wanted another wrestling program to be promoted on their programming so it is a bit weird it's like why go ahead with all this forbidden door and relationship stuff if it can't be shown but at the same time this could be AEW being maybe a bit arrogant in the whole fact they're a bigger company than Impact and now maybe the story will unfold we might see like I say Rich Swan turn up on AEW we may see someone like Moose turn up and be like look at this guy that went and lost our world title I have to go get it back now um who knows? There's a lot of possibilities, but yeah, it has been very weird that, that everything's kind of been not as you would think at this point. Well, it was a very enjoyable match, you know, two masters in their craft. I did feel like there was some, it felt like some butches took place. I don't, I don't yeah, know if, I don't know if Rich one really got, when he got spiked on the apron, the apron. was he actually really dizzy? He must, he must have been. I thought he must have been. Yeah, yeah. I, I did because I he did the match radiantly. He, he like he mm. wrestled still really well, but mm. there were certain spots you just felt, oh man, it, they, um, he's messing up a bit. But it was a very good match, and um, and it's good to see, you know, Rich one be book strong against Kenny. Kenny didn't make him look like a wimp or nothing, and tried to you know yeah. do a tri- didn't triple H him, you know, just <laughs> just gave him a really good match. And um, Kenny is now the TNA World Champion. Wow, that's crazy. So Kenny Omega joins that illustrious list of TNA World Champions. Um, and he hasn't even, he doesn't even work for the company. I, no. I don't know what the list of TNA or former Impact World Champions looks like per se, but um, I'm sure he must be one of a few on there that have won it without actually being a, a contracted member of the Impact TNA roster. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else I guess it's, it's funny it might depend how you look at it because at the same time they had the NWA belt there for a while yes um so yeah people might have come and won the NWA belt without being an impact yeah 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 for sure yeah. okay um anything else to talk about in the world of us I'm trying to think I mean I didn't watch Raw um so I guess the big story from last week which we can talk about a bit was um mickey james the whole um bin bag gate if you want to call it that yes please let's talk about this being sent her 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 belongings in a trash bag um not just her chelsea green has also said that she was sent the same probably all of them some people some previous wrestlers have come out and said this is the way they've been doing it for years like this isn't anything new maybe mickey james is just standing up to whoever it was um 
Triple H put out a message that the person behind all of that has been sacked, lost their job. John Laurinaitis also said a similar thing. Stephanie McMahon sent a message personally to Mickey James saying that she's apologised, that she was tra- treated this way. And Mickey James accepted the apology, but had, you know, a bit of something else to say to Stephanie as well. Um, I mean, I don't believe Mickey James should have even been released because yeah. maybe she still wants to wrestle, which I get, but she is just you know, such a figurehead in that women's division. She could be a coach backstage or something. She had recently commentated on the pre-show of TakeOver. This last yeah. Takeover. I and thought that was going to be her new role, to be honest. Yeah, commentating. Yeah. I don't know why she got released, to be honest. It, it didn't make any sense to me. Releasing her is crazy. Then, you know, and I think the fact he's kind of put out there as a release, because she is a legend, they probably could have even done that a bit more tactic in a tact- tactical way you see what i mean like yeah a bit more care around how they released her from the company and then to send her her stuff in a bin bag it's just yeah it's diabolical madness, man. yeah it's it is bad. it is it's just that's really bad yeah. um wow yeah man i feel i feel for mickey james and and he's like you heard these things before in the past like you know cm punk said that he got a fedex machines uh some, some sort of yeah, inspired yeah. fedex during his wedding day yeah was on his yeah. wedding day I don't know. It just seems like they're just. If they're, I mean, I don't think they're doing it on purpose, but they're just not tactful or not thoughtful with how they send their release packages or whatever or people's stuff back. And well, yeah, well, respect to Mickey James making a big complaint about that. You know, especially with today's and internet, you can really complain about anything and you get really a yeah. lot of power charged behind that. Attraction. Yeah. Um, Morono was the the main person, and I think they've put the blame on. Um, apparently there's been a lot of backstage stories saying that he knew his days were numbered. He's fallen out with a load of people backstage, talents and um, other employees. Um, and obviously John Laurinaitis was brought back, um, I think maybe in February. Yeah. And he basically took Mark Corona's role. So, um, yeah, this, this was kind of like his days were numbered. Maybe he knew he was on his way out. And whether it was him or he sent someone to go do it, he's taken the brunt from it and he's been sacked. So, um, yeah, it is it is just a shame. But... Well, respect. You know, one thing I noticed, I forgot to mention about the uh, Back to the Ritz one, Kenny Omega match. Uh, it was good to see Maro Venaro doing the commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Dilo Brown as well doing yeah. the commentary. I guess he's been a commentary commentator for TNA for a little while. I guess I'm assuming a couple months, not too long. Right, right. So that, that was good. It was nice to see that happening. Um, uh, anything else I, I'm forgetting in the world of wrestling? Um, I think the last major story from WWE anyway was this whole Daniel Bryan. Is he staying? Is he going? Daniel Bryan's contract is supposed to um, come up. I think September is rumoured for when it, it ends. And he has said he still wants to wrestle, but he's kind of hinted at wrestling elsewhere. Um, and right now he's got a storyline with Roman Reigns that uh, he has to beat Roman Reigns on Friday for the Universal Championship or he's been banished from SmackDown. So mm-hmm. that still opens up roads for, I guess, him to wrestle at Raw, wrestle in NXT. We could see some great matches with him in NXT with Kushida, Pete Dunne, you know, the list goes on. But, mm-hmm. you know, come September, I don't think, personally, Daniel Bryan signing a new contract. And, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, Daniel Bryan to AEW, maybe the G1. Maybe the G1 in New Japan um, takes some time out to be a dad as well, which is obviously very important to him. Um, but yeah, it looks like we are seeing Daniel Bryan's final run in WWE. 
Interesting to see what Brian does next. Um, I I don't see him going AEW if he does leave. I yeah, just don't I see, it. see it. I, I could see him going. Either, I could see him staying first and foremost, mm. or I could see him going to Japan. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, I mean, I know Brian has wrestled Kenny before in the past, but. Um, Maybe he would like to wrestle Kenny in his prime, like in. So you never know, but I, I don't know if him going to AEW would be enough for him just to wrestle Kenny. Does that make I, sense? I wouldn't want to see him in AEW in a full time capacity. If they brought him in for a pay per view, like Kenny needs a challenger for the world title. We've got somebody tune in, you know, and out walks Brian Danielson for a one-off match of Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega wins and then he's back on the indies, then that's fine for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there is... Yeah, I don't think he needs to stay in AEW at all. Bianca Belair and uh, Bailey is that the next opponent for Bailey at Backlash? Yeah, so that's Bianca Belair's first title defense um, as the SmackDown Women's Champion. She's going to take on Bailey at this WrestleMania Backlash thing. Obviously, they've got previous from before... Um, Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble um, so yeah that should be a good match I think Bailey's currently got the win the one win that, of the match they had over Bianca Belair I don't think Bianca Belair's beaten her um, kind of interesting where Sasha Banks has kind of just disappeared to in all of this Yeah, but um, good to see Bailey kind of be used again she hasn't been used for a long time before Wrestlemania so yeah they could do something really special with Bianca Belair they could really do something where I think, you know, it'd be good to have a different opponent each month leading up to next year, WrestleMania. Maybe have Bianca versus Charlotte uh, for WrestleMania 37. Which was, what were you just came from? 37 or 36? 30, 38, right? So it's 37 this year, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No. no. 36 was this one that just happened. No, was it? No, 37. 37 yeah. is next year. 37 is next year, right? Are we right? Mate, what, what is wrong with us? 36 was the first pandemic one, that's for sure. So, this, so, so this 37 was this year, yeah. So, you know, what they can really do with the uh, WrestleMania 38, you know, so you have Bianca versus Bailey, then you have maybe a program with, with Carmella, then a program with Naomi. And yeah, I think they should just individually give a one solo matches with. Maybe literally nearly every women's wrestler in the roster. You basically want her to annihilate the whole SmackDown roster between now and WrestleMania. Build her up strong, her and Charlotte, WrestleMania 38. I would love to see it. They they, they may have their eyes on Sasha Bianca too. SummerSlam. Next year. Or no, maybe SummerSlam. They should do that for SummerSlam. And then yeah. so have, have Sasha back in the mix within all those women that she's going to go through. But I, I really think they should have Bianca have the belt for a whole year, and then and and make a you know maybe drop the belt to Charlotte or maybe even beat Charlotte. Who knows? Uh, but um, I think they should really build a start. She could really be a, a really st- a strong star power. She's got a lot of star power, and I think they should really build on that. I don't know. Maybe it might be too dominant to have her beat everyone. But what do you think? Well, I mean, we, I think. There's definitely something in that is how they go about doing it. Like, I don't think there's probably enough women to feed her one woman every month. Mm. Um, Mia Yim has recently just joined the SmackDown roster, right. which could be an interesting compare for her. But 
with that being said, you probably want to be build up Mia Yim a bit before you feed her to, to yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely star quality in her, and a lot of you know, WWE like their kind of ambassadors outside of the ring as well. She can do a lot of that kind of work once built to that kind of level of star. Um, it'll, it'll, be in, it'll be interesting to see how they're gonna do this because the SmackDown women's roster is better than or should I say is booked better than the Raws, but that's not really saying much. And that's not saying time. much. No, it's not. Um, it's not so, yeah, I, would, I think I think generally, though, she is going to be in good graces. They will deal with her well and make her look good. All right. Should we talk about Monday Night Raw? I didn't get to see it at all. So you're going to have to tell me what happened and we can talk about it together. If we must. Um I did see one thing. Easier. What did you see? Go on. I did see that T-Bar and Mace now have painting in their face, like a poor man's ascension. <laughs> yeah. Someone Jesus. called them biracial or interracial ascension. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, like, even let's talk on that quickly because they were demasked, obviously, last week by Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. And I was thought, like, good. Good stuff. Like, they've been ridded of this retribution stuff. They even changed their their trunks this week on their tights. You know, it's just plain black stuff that are coming out. It's still retribution music, but they still have the names. Why didn't they just come out as Dio Madden and Dijakovic? Yeah. Like, yeah. rid yeah. them of the entire thing. Mustafa yeah. Ali said that they were given those names as a punishment for what WWE think of them or something like that. Yeah. So now that they're not retribution, now that they don't even have the masks, why are they still bearing the names? Like, this is your opportunity to hit the reset button almost. 100%. And, and you haven't and, done it. And the, you know, the worst case thing is they will do it when it's too late. Yeah. They they'll will press, the, re- they'll press the reset button maybe around July. And nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's insane. But you're absolutely right. They can do something with um, Dijakovic. 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 I don't know why I can't pronounce his name. Dijakovic. I still can't say it. And um, Madden. They can really do something with them. Uh, yeah. So. I think they're good, good little contenders to add to this budding tag division. But even that is a is an issue because I'll, I'll put out a post today that we've, we've got those two, as we just mentioned. Cedric and Shelton. New Day. Um, Viking Raiders have just returned. Um, Elias and um, Jackson Riker. So we've got a little budding tag division on Raw. Now, where are the champions? There Who has been the no... Well, brilliant question. No AJ Styles, no Omo since WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Since they oh, yeah. won. Three oh, weeks yeah. now. They ain't been on TV. That's hilarious. We, no need a ta- we need a tag team tournament. We need a tag team tournament. A good old tag team tournament needs to come back. Number one contenders for AJ and Omos. Um, probably be Viking Raiders, right? That would be the best people to give it to and let them win it. And I mean, I don't even know what to think about the whole AJ almost thing anymore. But them not being on TV in three weeks, no explanation on it. Like no one knows if it's injuries or sickness or they just haven't been around. Like it's just weird. Like. Vacation, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe but must you go on vacation with the titles? Mm. That, that shows how much they don't care about the tag team division, really. No, they don't. They don't care. Yeah. Um, moving forward, uh, uh, so they they had a show in with 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 um, Cedric and Shelton. Is that what you said? 
who it's Cedric and Shetland in the tag team. Yes, they are. Um, they took on um RK Bro, which is oh. Randy Orton and, and Riddle. To be honest, this was this put a smile on my face on Raw. Rand, um, Riddle was backstage doing his usual spiel. He was asked by the interviewer, you know, you beat Randy Orton last week. How do you feel? He was going off on one. Randy Orton walked into the picture and he said, look, I wanted to teach you a lesson last week. In fact, you made me somewhat respect you somewhat by beating me. Riddle went on to talk some rubbish. Randy Orton told him to zip it. Riddle done the whole little zip thing of his of his lips. Um, He went on to say, I don't know what planet you're from. Riddle said, I'm from planet Earth. Randy Orton said, oh, just shut up, don't talk. We have nothing in common. Riddle said, we have the fact we're both from planet Earth in common. Oh <laughs> Randy Orton basically said, so last week you came to me with the idea of RK bro. Um, now, I'm not saying I'm all in on it, but I like you. There's something there. Let's set up. He set up a tag match um, with Shelton and Cedric, and they're going to test RK bro. Obviously, this looked like he's just going to turn on Riddle and beat him up. Of course. Of course. But it didn't happen within this match, within this segment. They got the win. And we saw one of these beautiful, picturesque RKOs. Cedric Alexander came flying off the top rope. Randy Orton just caught him midair. Set up Shelton on the, on the ring ropes for the, um, the DDT. And then we saw Floating Bro and they won the match. So the turn hasn't happened yet. But um, to be honest, this was a bit of a shining bit. In a in a poor role. You think there'll be a return of rated RKO? Nah, I think they've I think that's gone. They they had their chance. Um obviously Edge got injured after their greatest wrestling match of all time, or whatever they called it this time last year. I think I think the, the boat has passed. Okay. Um let's talk about Asuka. Did Asuka do anything of significance? Asuka um she was in a six-woman tag match, which was just complete and utter trash. She tagged with um, Lana and Naomi to take on Rhea Ripley and the tag team champions, uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Um, there was interference in this match from Dana Brooke and, and Mandy Rose still playing silly games with the tag champions. Um, but even Raw Women's champion Rhea Ripley didn't shine within this match. I wouldn't say Asuka shined. It was just, it's just a, it's just the Raw Women's Division is just a complete mess. In the end, Nia Jax pinned Lana for the win. But they're missing Becky Lynch, aren't they? Is it Becky Lynch? Like, uh, what I've even kind of found amusing is how Charlotte has somewhat made, made like she's kind of moved away from this. It's like she knows that this is rubbish, and I'm not standing next to this. Like she's singling out obviously the likes of Asuka, Rhea Ripley, who is the champion for her matches. But even though they're trying to throw these this whole singles women's division and the tag women's division in together, Charlotte is still somehow keeping herself yeah. separate from, from all separate of it. Separate from all of it, yeah. But yeah, so it's a nonsense, really. Okay. Uh has Seamus showed up since he's won the US title? Yes, yeah, so Seamus showed up last week. He just Humberto Carrillo came out for a um, uh, open challenge, but Sheamus never let the match take place. He just beat Carrillo up all around the ring. So this week he came out to do something similar. Humberto Carrillo answered it again, but Humberto Carrillo got the upper hand on Sheamus, beat him up, 
um, left him laying, pushed him over the um, commentator's desk from a Tope Suicida. And um, we're probably going to get Umberto Carrillo versus Sheamus for the US Championship somewhere down the line. Maybe not as far as the, the pay-per-view, which is still like three weeks away, but Right, might get well, at least they're still using him. At least that's good. That's yeah, it's definitely good. good to see here. We saw Angel Garza on the show as well, although he's still involved in some romance-related stuff with Nia Jax. But um, oh he's, god, he's getting on TV. Uh, Bobby Lashley returned on Raw, right? Yeah, so he was on Raw last week. Um, I guess this was the big angle coming out of of Raw. Um, before this, so kind of going back to the beginning, we saw. Dijakovic and um, Dio Madden, sorry, T-Par and Mace had a match against, they were supposed to have a match against Drew McIntyre and um, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman said he didn't want no help. Him and Drew McIntyre had an argument at the top of the show. Braun Strowman went out there to have a handicap match with these two guys. They they didn't want to abide by the rules. They beat up um, Braun Strowman in the middle of the ring. Drew McIntyre came out to make the save, kind of poking fun at Braun Strowman, like, you know, you didn't want me here, but... I saved you. Turned into a tag match. Um, halfway through the match, Braun Strowman was doing his little choo-choo train thing around the ring. Hmm. Drew McIntyre caught him with a clothesline. Drew McIntyre hmm. couldn't get back into the ring by the time of the count. So T-Bar, Mace won on disqualification. Braun Strowman gave Drew McIntyre a running power slam because he hit him with a clothesline earlier. Braun Strowman went backstage. Uh, sorry, Drew McIntyre went backstage, asked for a match on the night with Braun Strowman. Adam Pearce said yes. Braun Strowman went to Adam Pearce and said, I don't mind having the match, but a couple of weeks ago, when it was the number one contenders match, to see who would face Bobby Lashley um, between Braun Strowman, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre, I wasn't pinned. Randy Orton was pinned. So this match versus Drew McIntyre tonight, if I beat Drew McIntyre, I want to be inserted into that WrestleMania backlash match. Um, so they went on to have their match in the main event. Pretty decent match. Just this kind of same big man, beefy match we've been getting for weeks between the likes of Braun, Bobby Lashley, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre. Um, we saw MVP and Bobby Lashley were at ringside. And in fact, let me just go back a bit in the story. Bobby Lashley and MVP cut a promo and... They were really concerned, although, yes, he's the almighty, they were concerned that, you know, you're stacking the odds against Bobby Lashley again. This isn't how you treat a WWE champion. This match can possibly become a triple threat match. Um, This is how Bobby lost the US Championship back in January, if you remember, um, without being pinned. And the exact same thing can happen with the WWE Championship. So they expressed their concern, but they were at ringside for the actual match because obviously it's in their their favour that Drew McIntyre wins this match so mm. that Braun Strowman doesn't get in, inserted into it. So uh, that came to a point in the match where I think Braun was going to give Drew McIntyre the running power slam. Bobby Lashley jumps up on the apron, distracts the ref. MVP pulls Drew McIntyre off Braun's shoulders. Braun knocks out MVP. Um, and then we see T-Bar and Mace get involved. Now, obviously, we've been thinking T-Bar and Mace have some type of affiliation with the Hurt Business guys um, since they've been attacking Drew McIntyre. Um, but obviously right now, Hurt Business want Drew McIntyre to win. Mm. So Mason T-Bar still came in, got involved, still attacked Drew McIntyre when referee wasn't looking. Braun Strowman applies the running power bomb, power slam, sorry, and gets the win. So Braun Strowman is now inserted into the WWE Championship match um, against Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. And I think Bobby, 
you know, Braun Strowman getting a win over Drew McIntyre is no small feat because Drew McIntyre hasn't lost to many people in the last 18 months. No. I think he's lost to Roman, Miz, obviously, when Miz pinned him for the WWE and Championship. Orton once. He lost to Orton. Orton, the Championship. And, La- and Lashley, Yeah, about four people or so in the last 18 months or so. Mm. So, um, yeah, Braun's added to that list. But, yeah, where do you think we're going to go in terms of the WWE title um, at Backlash? Yeah, so Shipper Fred, Lashley retains. McIntyre and Strowman go to another program. Lashley. Hmm. Who will Lashley face after them? Do you think there'll be another rubber match? I don't think so. Mm. I, I hope not. Of the next pay per view after that is Money in the Bank, which is kind of treated ah. as a big ish pay per view these days. Yes, of course. Um, so it would be interesting to see like a first time opponent or something new, um, at, at mm. Money in the Bank. But yeah, I think Braun Strowman has just been inserted into this match to take the fall. They don't. Yes. They probably don't want Bobby Lashley pinning or making Drew McIntyre go to sleep again. So yeah. maybe Braun Strowman, that's what he's here for. I'm uh, trying to think who else. Oh, maybe Keith Lee. Oh, wait, maybe Keith Lee will be back. Maybe, maybe. Um, don't don't really even know where he is. I know maybe, I think they said he's ill. I wouldn't be surprised if Keith Lee returns to face off against Lashley. At Do some you want to see Keith Lee lose to Lashley, though? No, I don't. But um I can see okay. it happening. I can see it happening. <laughs> Um, or because I'm looking at the raw roster now, yeah. Jesus Christ, this roster is not great. <laughs> like, if I look at like if you look at the main eventers in this roster, yeah, AJ Styles, that's not even on TV Bobby, right now. AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, The Fiend, Strowman, McIntyre, mm. Jeff Hardy. Nah, he's not the main eventer, he's not even been on TV for weeks. Keith Lee ish. He's currently inactive. Yeah. Kofi Kingston. Doing tag team stuff. Randy Orton. They could always throw Randy Orton in there, to be honest. Seamus ish. Yeah, he got a title. And that's it? Yeah. God damn, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of who it will be. We'll face off against him. Yeah. That's Lashley. Yeah. I was even thinking the, um, earlier today that isn't it funny how all the wrestlers on Raw, like the top guys on Raw, are kind of stylistically the same. And mm-hmm. on SmackDown, all the kind of technical, more te- more technical wrestlers are more stylistically the same. So you've got yeah. all these kind of bigger, beefy guys and stuff like that. The, the, the WWE kind of made wrestlers on Raw. And it's like, the guys that came from the indies and have that on that kind of style all on SmackDown, apart from maybe Roman, but yeah, everyone else. I don't know what if they purposely split it like that, but yeah, yeah. It, it um, is... I I feel I feel that triple threat might go into a a two pay per view deal mm. deal, and maybe they'll add or maybe add a fourth person. See, this is why they should never release Samoa Joe. They're stupid. It's they could have, they, that's another man they could have slotted in to face against Lashley. Yeah. 
That is a, that is a singles match. That is a money in the bank match. That's what I'm saying. Stupid. I mean, my my I have a personal fear that Money in the Bank is going to be won by either Drew McIntyre or Edge. Edge Edge would be a good shout to face off against Lashley. But he's won it twice already, bro. Yeah, no, it's this is this is uh... the thing. I feel, always feel like Money in the Bank should be for the guys that you know are on the cusp of making that that main event step. But they they need to get that Lesnar money, Lashley versus Lesnar at SummerSlam. They need to make that work. Yeah, that has to be the SummerSlam match. That has to happen. Because right right. now, I don't think they're treating Bobby Lashley like he's the champion. He's just the guy with the belt. Yeah. But Drew McIntyre is still kind of being treated as the champion. Like the top guy sort of thing. Okay, what else going forward? What else? That's it? Yeah, there's not much else. Um, Nothing, nothing great or surprising to to talk about really that the, nah, they need to really step up with this content man i'm 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 not i'm not even engaging in it to be fair i did watch the kenny omega ritz one match that was fun but that was it i just watched that's the only wrestling i've watched this week um i don't know guys listeners kick out listeners please give us some questions when you're in i should have tweeted out actually some questions to ask but we'll do that for the next episode but um Right now, wrestling is a bit of a drag. Right now, I can't. I'm not really enjoying it. Hence the reason why it's just me and Max right now trying our best to get a show going. Um, not everybody's really watching wrestling from the kickout team at the moment. But um, the Roman, the Roman Daniel Bryan stuff um, on SmackDown is is due to be very entertaining. Obviously, like I say, we said earlier, Daniel yeah, Bryan's that's got, to look forward to. That's something to look forward. Daniel to. Bryan's got to beat Roman Reigns on on Friday to to remain a member of the SmackDown, and then obviously win the Universal Championship. If he doesn't, he's off. Um, and then we're gonna get Intercontinental Championship match between Big E and um, and Apollo Cruz on Friday as well. Um, so Big E tr- gonna try get his revenge. So that should be pretty interesting. Although we probably expect Apollo Cruz to retain. Um, there's a, there's a couple interesting things. AEW next week, blood and guts match. Apparently, that's a one match card. Um, for those that don't know, blood and guts is similar to war games. They're going to set it up to similar to yeah. war games. Yeah. Um, but rather than I think WWE use like two cages, um, next to each other. Um, there's it looks like from some of the pictures is like two hell in the cells next to each other. Okay. So. so a bit of a structural difference, but how they're going to do this one match card um, next Wednesday is going to be very interesting to see. Um, Omega. So when, you, when you say one match card, you mean the whole card is one match? That's that's what they've said. That's exactly what they've said. There's like the blood and guts match is going to be the only match on the card. So if they're saying something like that, I can only imagine maybe for the first 30, 40 minutes of the broadcast, they might do stuff like interviews, backstage stuff to kind of, build the tension towards okay it. and that could work still and then maybe work. we have you know usually entrances 10 15 minutes of entrances and then like a one hour actual war games match or blood and guts match that's interesting um, so that's what okay. they've said so far anyway we'll see how it plans out or if they change that um but yeah that's what that's looking like and then of course kenny omega as of time of recording um kenny omega should turn up on dynamite tomorrow night and if if he's going to turn up with the Impact Championship and kind of explain to the wider audience how he obtained this championship, because 
they never explained that he even had a title match. So, we need to see Kenny with all the belts on, man. Like that's yeah, 100%. The, the collector Kenny that will be taken more seriously. Obviously, he is taken very seriously, but just, you know, listen, he's still got it. He's still the champion. He's still the man. He's still the best wrestler in the world. This is the type of things he needs to have shown apparent on AEW television and um, TNT needs, needs to let that happen. For yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Well, Max, thank you for always giving me energy to do this podcast. I was very low energy today. I was very tired from work. Um, We'll try and see if we can catch up again again sometime this week. Uh, maybe we'll do a AEW Dynamite. Well, is Blood and Guts this week? No, next week. 5th next of May. Week. All right. We'll see what happens tomorrow. If if tomorrow is something to talk about, if, if, if AEW's episode tomorrow night is, is good television, same with NXT, if that's good television, I will message you Thursday morning and we'll do another episode. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, listen, that's, this has been the KitKat Podcast. Thank you for tuning Uh Follow Max at WrestleManiac UK. Follow me at Skillet World, and uh, we'll be back with more kickout. And follow the kickout, obviously. Also, follow the kickout, most importantly. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Cheers. All right, peace.